Hey everyone, it's Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. We wanted to take a second to thank everyone for nominating us for Best Podcast at the Best of Tulsa Awards. Yeah, thank you. Please vote for us now through the end of the month. Uh, February 28th is the last day. You can do that at thetulsavoice.com slash BOT. You'll be hearing more from us about it all this month, so this is just the beginning. Thanks for thanks for nominating us. Vote for us. Enjoy the show. everybody you're listening to so many sequels i am josh i'm andrew i'm garrett we are into our indiana jones series this month uh second episode of season two right here for you we don't have the money for that um <laughs> that's why i'm taking care of it sure i'm doing it for that's free. true it's a it's a performance it's an interpretation yeah. um want to start out thanking everybody again for supporting us for uh the best podcast award at the at the 2019 best of tulsa awards Still, kind of insane to think that we made that list. Yeah, no kidding. It's it still kind of racking my brain a little yeah. bit. Yeah, um, I really want to thank us. <laughs> we couldn't do this podcast without us. Uh, I can feel so. I really appreciate so everything that we've Stop done. Stop listening to, to him. This, We're humble to make this a humble thing. about it. We work relatively hard uh, to do this. Uh, I am gonna vote for someone else. It's tough to watch these movies all day, all the time. Can we vote it's for the show minus Garrett? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, thank us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and thank you. Thank you for nominating us. You can go vote for us at uh, thetulsavoice.com slash BOT. Voting is open until February 28th. We are question number 60, best podcast. There's a lot of great podcasts up there, but we sure would like it if you supported ours. And be sure to f- just fill out the whole ballot. There's a lot of great uh, Tulsa, Tulsa area things on that list that deserve to be named the best. So go check that out. And it works out perfectly because you got to fill out 60% of the ballot. Anyway, we're number 60. That's true. So you That's can just true. get to us, vote for it, and then submit and be done. Boom. No, don't, though. Fill it out. Yeah, out. you should fill it out. <laughs> but if you're feeling lazy, yeah, let's, you can do that. I don't want to I don't want to take any votes away from number 61 and up. No, not in the slightest. I voted for them. <laughs> uh, so do that. Uh, I don't want to harp on that too much. You'll be hearing a lot from us about it over this next month, so sorry in advance. You gotta do what you gotta do. Hashtag sorry, not You gotta sorry. campaign. Uh, anyway, last week we talked about Raiders of the Lost Ark. This week we're talking about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <sighs> Let's just jump right into it. The Temple of Doom is the second um, second movie in the Indiana Jones franchise. Is it a prequel? It is a prequel. Was this well known of the Lost that it was Ark. a prequel? Because I didn't I did, know. I didn't know this either. Yeah. So I can't confirm because I didn't... I didn't pay attention to the beginning, but it's very it's very possible that there was a time date on it because all the other ones have a time date. I never saw a time date, but, but I also but did didn't, you look for it? Well, no, but I feel like I would have noticed if it was prior to nineteen thirty. And I say this because the other two do have or time six. dates, yeah. So it would it be 36. weird for the second not to, yeah. So I feel like there's a good chance we just weren't paying close enough attention. That's at plausible, the yeah. Because um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think any of us knew that it was a prequel. I sure as hell didn't. But yes, Temple of Doom is a prequel. It came out in 1984, again starring Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, um, directed by Steven Spielberg, story by George Lucas, the whole the whole gang back again for this one. This is a much different movie from Raiders. 
Uh-huh. Um, to its fault, in my opinion. Some people like that, and that's okay. So let's jump into the nitty-gritty. Ha- first reactions of Temple of Doom. We've all seen this before, but first reactions this time. We'll talk about our past with it later. Willie is probably the most useless character in the entire series. <laughs> Willie might be one of the worst characters of any movie. <laughs> <laughs> Willie does nothing. There's nothing to progress anything in this movie. She is totally useless. Except that's just a love interest for the plot. Yeah, and that's a shame. It's such and, a it's such yeah. a lame use of a character. Yeah. Whatever. Well, we had talked about this series doesn't necessarily portray women in the highest regard. No, no pretty poor one. Yeah. There's not a ton in this franchise, and the ones that are are generally there just to be love interests. Now, mm-hmm. I, in last week, I said that I thought Marion had some good qualities. Mm-hmm. Like, she was pretty strong. She didn't take crap from anybody, and she was fearless in that she went after stuff. But she was also in this, what I consider, an abusive relationship with Indiana Jones. And, emotionally. And, yeah, emotionally. And couldn't get out of it. Like, she was so wrapped up in him, and he didn't treat her very well, unless he, like, wanted her. And then, I don't know, it, it was a weird thing, but, like, her as a character, outside of that, was pretty strong. Sure. Yeah, I not, guess. Not, like, the best portrayal of a of, of female character. Yeah. But close-ish? Mm. The closest you're gonna get mm-hmm. yeah, in this franchise. Probably. Yeah. Uh, and then we also had Short Round. This time, I think a divisive character. It was. I like Short Round. Short Round I was okay. Don't. He, he was okay. But he does have moments where I laugh. He's funny sometimes. I overall don't think he also serves much purpose. He's got like a little more purpose than Willie. See, that's that's. That, but that would be my argument because it's like it, he he does have more of a purpose than Willie. That's why I yeah. liked him a lot better. Yeah, and he's got good one-liners, you know? Yeah. No time for love, Dr. Jones. And yeah. You call him Dr. Jones. Yeah. Doll. Every time, doll. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I You mean, told me to lean on the wall. This is your fault, not mine. <laughs> yeah. You cheat. You cheat. <laughs> now, you take four cards. He, he was fine. I, my question comes later is after I found out that this is a prequel, where's he at in the other ones? True. Like, I, he's a child. disappears. Don't, I, I don't want to presume I know the time that this takes place, but if it's before the first one, mm-hmm. he's a child. Yeah. He was a young child. Dr. Jones is not much older in the other ones. No, it so, all takes place within like a 10-year time span. Right. So Less like, than. He would still be a child. Yeah. And Indiana basically adopted Short Round is basically is what my understanding of it. Like, his family died and he took him in. So basically, he's this kid's father. And if this is a prequel, where's Short Round? You just dump him off somewhere? No mention of him again? You sold him. This whole movie... So we last week, we talked about our first memories with Indiana Jones. And you guys had him, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. It's because my first memory of Indiana Jones is this movie. Because I remember... I've, the memory that I have, who knows if it's accurate, but the memory that I have is I was at a family member's house. The adults were watching it. And I like, I was in the back room or something and I came out and there was, it was the scene where they're pulling the heart out. And so that's been my memory of Indiana Jones for the most part. So Temple of the Doom is the one that I have in the front of my memory most of the time. And it has always been my favorite just based on that memory. Mm -hmm. Watching this again for the first time in years, the first note I said is how much of a different atmosphere this sets immediately because... 
Raiders starts off in this jungle adventure and they're out doing all this crazy stuff and you don't see Indiana for a real long time and it just builds and builds and builds. And this one is like I'm watching La La Land. It's like a big giant musical number and all of this stuff. And I'm like, did I walk into the wrong theater? I don't understand. This is not Indiana Jones. I know that the title said that, but like, no. It was weird. It was a weird opening. It was was more like a... The whole movie in general feels as if it's just like an episode on your favorite TV show. And like they, I personally blame the writing. I think the writing's horrible because there's no, there is absolutely no character development whatsoever. We just have, we just have a good guy and a bad guy and that's it. There's no like, there's no development here in terms of like how, how they've progressed like, spiritually or anything or anything of that there's nothing really interesting about anything that goes on towards the development it's just it's really just you know people shooting guns at each other in chases and that's about it and a mysterious power that nobody understands yeah i mean uh lawrence kasdan kasdan is that how you say it? um who is who wrote um uh who wrote, Ra- wrote raiders as well as uh, the Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, it has been a longtime collaborator with George Lucas and Spielberg. Turned down the offer to write Temple of Doom because he thought the the story idea was so terrible. Yeah. Um. He said, "Um, uh, this is from the the uh, Temple of Doom wiki entry." Um, he was asked to write the script and said, I didn't want to be associated with Temple of Doom. I just thought it was horrible. It's so mean. There's nothing pleasant about it. I think Temple of Doom represents a chaotic period in Lucas and Spielberg's lives, and the movie is very ugly and mean-spirited. Sure. So he turned it down. He's not wrong. I I mean, I don't know about... He he knows the guys better than I do. I do think it is a stark contrast to the other movies, where it is darker and meaner, and just but and what and why there's not a good reason for why it's that way uh one of the things i read about this was that steven spielberg at this time during the making of this movie was going through a very i guess a bitter divorce oh really through his wife Hmm. with his wife and this movie was kind of his expression as his anger interesting so you know that's just something to think about i didn't know any of that yeah uh I know he's not doing much anymore, but can we all just agree that George Lucas should never do prequels? I agree. Ever? I don't for think anything that he ever does, ever. I know that again. I know he's not doing much anymore, <laughs> but like, never in your if you ever decide to do anything movie related again, don't ever do a prequel. You've never done a good one. Stop yeah. it. Stop it. Stop it. Just keep moving forward. Don't look back. I would say. Don't ever do movies again. But <laughs> let's not say then, that. No, I mean, I, I mean, if you look at it, he, you know, the movies that I can name is the Indiana Jones franchise, Star Wars franchise, and American Graffiti. Those are all three great movies. Yeah. Like in their own right, they have like big cultural impact and have had huge impacts on the people that have come out of them. So like, he's got the ideas. He just needs to. Not look back. Just don't look back and be like, let me explain a little more. No, we got it. We understand what's happening here. Let somebody else do that. Let's just go this way. And we're good. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Because honestly, I think this. I think this whole movie is useless. <laughs> now, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you I know, mean, this this does nothing for Indiana Jones. It, you're not. You got a good point there. I don't feel like I come out of the Temple of Doom knowing anything really valuable no. that about Indy. Uh, and the other character, none of the other characters really come back. I don't no, think in the third. No, I don't remember. Don't. No. So it's it is kind of pointless. We don't learn anything new about him, Marcus. I guess. Yeah. But that's it. I mean, because he's kind of separated from everyone. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in that second one, I I can agree with the Lucas thought process in that it wouldn't have been a good idea if he did it because he didn't want the Nazis to be one, two, and three. I get it. I understand. But there is something different that you could do to show a different side. Like, in the end, Indiana Jones is an archaeologist. Mm -hmm. So, like, he's out there trying to find these things. So it makes sense for him to be in a different location. But there is a way that you can tie... I mean, I don't know what. This is not my movie. I didn't write it. But you can have Ark of the Covenant, or Raiders, be over here. And then you can have him off doing something because he thinks it's over. So he has another thing come up. And then this one leads back into The Last Crusade, thus setting you up for your your trilogy and, and advancing it some. Because he can be off doing something else. Wouldn't be weird he's an archaeologist. So I don't I just think that the the prequel thing wasn't necessary, and I think that you can put it in a form to where people come back for the third one from the second one. And tie it in. There's a way that it could have been done, and it just wasn't done right. So basically, saying like Back to the Future Part Two and Three, like kind of kind of in that aspect, it sets you up for something, and it just kind of leaves you in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and not even like a to be continued kind of a thing, right? But something can happen because the war's still going on. Mm-hmm. So if you would have set Temple of Doom in that same timeline, mm-hmm. then. The, something over here could have happened in the war that would have led to the the Grail. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. The, some kind of thing where the Nazis found out that if they get the Grail, then they can have this superpower of uh, immortality and and whatever, whatever, whatever. And then he's like, "Oh, my dad is uh, such and such." And then you can just kind of weave that in there and leading it into the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, part of the the problem with. Setting these movies in the late 30s is that you kind of, and with Indiana Jones being this American explorer, you've kind of set yourself up to face Nazis. Right. (laughs) They are um, historically the the main villain of the world at that time period. Yeah. So it would almost seem odd to not face them. Mm -hmm. Well, what they could have done. And so, again, I'm not a war expert. I don't remember the history. Maybe you can help me. You were there. Um, <laughs> Y'all can go to hell. Hey, I meant it because you you read about it. I meant it. I, I wasn't going there. Um, okay, but he did. So, so go to hell. what 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 they could have done with this story is if you don't want the Nazis to be the main villain, that's fine. So here's what you do: you put Indiana Jones in a country that is somewhat aligned with the Nazis, and he's doing something on his own, like he's he's searching for the Temple of Doom. Or whatever may have you, but in the end, the Nazis are still looking for this mis- mystical power that they're looking for in the third one. Just make it in the second one, but you don't know that until near the end because he can have this story, but then the tribe that 
is doing the black magic and all of this stuff in this one perhaps is a subset of the Nazis and the Nazis are using them to get this mystical power that they think is going to come from. That's how you could have done it and it wouldn't have been the Nazis, but it could have been. But it would have been. But it what but the movie itself is not about the Nazis. He's still fighting this tribe. Sure, but if there's a reveal that they're right. Nazis. But that if he that what I'm saying is the main villains in these in the first one and the third one are the Nazis. Yeah. The main villains in this one are not the Nazis. You can reveal it at the end, but the whole movie itself is not about the Nazis. So that's how he could have got around it. And that would have led it into the grail and continued on the storyline of Nazis searching for this mystical power. And it would have come to an, a logical ending with the Holy Grail. That's setting up a timeline that could have made sense and made this movie make more sense in the timeline with the two. If you wanted to do it that way. If you wanted to completely nix the Nazis, I guess, but... That's the way that you could have hidden the Nazis and then continued the story. Yeah. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. All right. I, just, I don't love that idea. <laughs> I... I feel like it would cheapen it. Why? To be, because you'd build up this this villain and then you'd be like, oh, it, it was just the Nazis the whole time. It reminds me of Iron Man 3 when you build up a great villain and it was revealed that it was just another generic bad guy. would we are... I mean, who was the villain, realistically, in this? It was the whole tribe. Like, there was the guy who pulled the heart out, but also the Kid King or or whatever he is was a bad guy. I mean, yeah, it was the the whole village was bad. So, it it doesn't really change anything other than the fact that it's part of the... Like, you put him in a country that is already part of this. It's just a hidden aspect an underground subset, I guess, of what the Nazis are trying to do because the Nazis have, you know, they've always done those weird experiments, people have said, and, and they've tried different things. Again, I wasn't there, so I'm just basing off of what I've heard. But, like, that is something that they could have done, and it, I don't think it would have cheapened it. I think it would have just been him out doing something else, and then it all ties into this bigger picture of the Nazis are still trying to take over the world by finding some kind of mystical power that they were searching for in the first one and the third one. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna write this movie, and it's gonna nah, make a billion please dollars. Don't. Please it's don't. It's gonna make a billion dollars. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> anything else. Y'all just jealous. Uh, no, just fine. not good. <laughs> I guarantee you people out there like that makes more sense than this one. <laughs> um, so we talked about how the movie is is darker and, and meaner. It's very dark. Let's talk about how um, incredibly more violent it is oh, and yeah. gory. Uh, there's a lot of gore in this one. In the in Raiders, you know, you had the, the arc melting the faces. One dude's head completely explodes. It, and that was generally it. Yeah. This one has gruesome images depicted throughout it, mm-hmm. ranging from uh, just a really nasty level of bugs crawling everywhere to uh, eating uh, monkey brains it's to live snakes, li- live snakes to um, a guy being lowered into a into a lava pit and then burning alive to hearts being beaten, hearts being ripped out of a living man's chest. It just has a lot of really nasty bits. Mm-hmm. 
A dude getting... Why? I, I... Why do we think they did that? I don't know, but like... What was the point? Because I don't... As a general... Uh, like, I'm not offended by violence and gore. I just don't like it when it seems out of place. Mm-hmm. And since th- this franchise wasn't set up for that, it's weird to introduce it when it didn't really add anything but gross out mm-hmm. factors. I don't know. That's how I felt about it. I really don't know what else to add to that because you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's really not... I almost feel like the level of violence... I'm in, the, I'm in your same boat. It wasn't needed. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't really necessary. The Raiders proved it wasn't needed. Yeah. I mean Raiders had there were there were varying levels of it. I sure. mean I mean you had you had at the end and you had people get you know dude running into a damn airplane prop. <laughs> yeah. And I, dude, oh, there was one guy in that bar who got shot. But in the, the head. difference between and I would feel I feel like I said this to about a similar scene after we watched it. But like if the airplane scene were done in Temple you would like get all the image yeah. of the body. Like I feel like they would just go all out on it. Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> but I think it made when the when the arc melted the faces and blew up the heads. It made that more impactful. Yeah. When we didn't have all this violence leading up to it, it made that seem like oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Are you talking? So when you talk about the violence, are you talking about when they're with the tribal stuff or before or after? Like just in general violence. Anytime because, there's unnecessary <laughs> gore. Because I think. And and again, I don't want to speak for these people, but the, if I try to make it make sense, if and it has to do, let's just call it what it is: a bit of racism, of taking these tribes that are practicing this outdated black magic kind of a thing, and if they're really trying to make it like it was when that was a thing, there were a lot of sacrifices and really dark, cryptic things that some tribes did and so this only thing i could think of is if they're trying to be like really emphasize that this culture is practicing stuff from a long long time ago and they are just inherently more violent and that's taking an entire like group of people and putting them into that stereotype but perhaps that's what they were trying to do it's not right but that's the only thing i can think of is if they're really trying to be like they're savages, for lack of a better word. Yeah, maybe that is what they were going for. I would, yeah, I still just say that's not the story I want to hear yeah. or see no. from Indy. No. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that. Uh, shoot. <laughs> I don't, I, I generally don't care. Like, it's okay. It's... The movie's okay. It's a weak Indiana Jones movie. It's a pretty strong adventure film. That's all I can really say about it. Is it so? It's it's okay. I mean, the, the only thing I can take away from it, if there's anything that's good, is I love the music score. You can't go wrong with John Williams. Oh, of course Williams. you do. You said that last time. You can't go wrong with the John Williams music score. That's number one. Get something new! Okay. The other thing is, is that if there's anything I can take away from any of this, it's that I see... I see this movie as Steven Spielberg paying homage to one of his favorite directors, David Lean. And we see that a lot in a lot of his other movies. You'll see it a little bit in the next one, but really also this one. Because David Lean was a prime influence on him. I see a lot of, like, especially whenever they're in the jungle, I see a lot of influence, say, from The Bridge on the River Kwai. Uh, Whenever they discover that one... 
they discover that one statue and you see a bunch of bats flying everywhere. There's mm-hmm. one scene in particular, the bridge in the river Kwai where they get ambushed by Japanese soldiers and they commit an attack and there's a bunch of bats flying. Mm-hmm. So I see there's, there's a lot of correlation to that. Uh, and just the overall kind of sheer epicness, I would say, if that is a word, um, because there's there's a like the grand scope of things when we see the castle when when they crash into the when the plane crashes into the mountains, ep- really nice scenery, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I gather from this at least the, from this go around. I'm like, oh well, this I can understand where he gets the influence from that. So. That's what I take away from it. Uh, that's good. I don't take away anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really all I can because looking at this movie now, it's still shit. Yeah, I just don't think it holds up. No, it doesn't. It's, one, it's, the, it's, it's the only one of that core trilogy that doesn't hold up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I just, there's, I, I revert back to what I said earlier. The writing is terrible. Yeah. And the no characterization no development you don't get anything out of this mm-hmm. it's just a summer action flick yeah it's like mi2 i mean it did well um i think it did well critically and commercially i just don't think it did as well <laughs> as the others i took two that? things away from this movie. okay number one how about dan Aykroyd making it a- <laughs> i have <laughs> that no was feelings my toward that. biggest reaction for the whole thing is we were sitting there watching it and I heard a voice, because you never see him, like, yeah. close enough to be like, hey, that's Dan Aykroyd. You, I just noticed the voice and went, that's not Dan Aykroyd, is it? What is Dan Aykroyd doing in this movie? And also, they're in China at the time. Why is Dan Aykroyd in China? <laughs> Why not? Sure enough, it was Dan Aykroyd. So that was a nice little surprise that I wasn't prepared for. Second thing is how bad any and all of these relationships are between Indiana Jones and the female character. Like... They're bad. They are bad, bad, bad. <laughs> There's a scene... Maybe he's just not good with women. No, but he is. But the the way that they all treat each other is bad. Like, all the women want him in, the, in this series. Like, all of the women pine for him. And he's a jerk. Yes. And he... The, the scene that really bog, bothered me is like... It was after dinner... And they were, like, flirting and doing this weird flirtatious bit. And then they kiss. And then they close the doors. And he says something. And then she gets mad at him. And then he gets mad at her. And then they're like, you're going to be back in five minutes. You're going to be back in five minutes. And then they both go away. But they're both wanting the other person to come back. So I don't understand why they, like, they were both about to get what they wanted. And then they got mad because they were both about to get what they wanted. And then they went away waiting for the other person to be like, well, I'm going to get what I want. None of it made any sense. Yeah. And and his relationship with Marion was bad. We'll talk about Last Crusade next week. But, like, they're all just bad. Every it, one of them. The only thing I'll have to say about the Last Crusade is that that woman was, like, double-crossing him. Spoiler alert! Hello! People haven't seen this movie yet. They got to watch next week. Oh my God. Have you not seen it yet? I quit. (laughs) Take my name off the ballot. I'm done. But anyway. Still vote for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway. Yeah, I mean, the relationships between the two, between India and any, uh, whatever the generic female supporting role is, are not good. Um, you got... You got an 80s action movie emulating 1930s serials. That's the recipe for not good relationship. Yep. Yeah. There's, yep. there's a little, I, I think there's a little bit of on purpose, and I think there's a lot of, this is still the 80s, and it's still not very good female characters. I'm going to concede the on purpose thing. I just think that George Lucas doesn't know how to write. No, I don't. I think it's, that's why I think it's a very little on yeah. purpose. I think they're emulating a style that shouldn't exist. And they still probably didn't realize, for whatever reasons, that this still was not a good portrayal. Yeah. I think it was still mostly just wrong-headedness. Yeah. Because in, in his movie, and, and I don't remember American <clears throat> Graffiti that well, but like, even the Han and Leia relationship is not great, if you think about no, it. No, it's it was not. Re- like, yeah. I just don't think he knows how to write solid relationships between a man and a woman. I don't think he does. Well, yeah, but it's not just it. This is this is how it was done. Yeah. It's not a George Lucas thing. It's a Hollywood thing. The other thing I could say is, is remember that, George Lucas doesn't write the scripts. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, if if I can take away anything from this, uh, anything that George Lucas has to deal with, has to do in terms of creating a character, it's always there's always a got there's always like the lead character. If it's a man, they, if it's a man, like, there's sort of kind of pigheadedness, almost to the point of arrogance. Yeah. Because Dr. Jones. 75% of the time, it's Harrison Ford. Yeah. And pretty much. But, like, because, you know, you think about Han Solo for a second. Arrogant is all get out. I mean, he was just, he was just like your normal, I don't know, your normal cowboy. But uh, you look at Dr. Jones, and he's a college educated professor, and he's, Traveling the world, trying to find these very ancient treasures, mm-hmm. and could you gain ego from that? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see why you couldn't. But like, to, to, to. I mean, does that spill over into your relationship? Oh hell yeah. So yeah, he's just probably terrible with women. Yeah, Han and Indy have very similar personalities. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they are come from very different backgrounds. Like you said, Jones is college-educated archaeology professor, and mm-hmm. Han is a space pirate. Um, <laughs> different, much, different, much. different, vastly different backgrounds, very similar personalities. And I mean, Harrison does great bo- at both of them because they they do end up feeling like distinct characters. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit last time about how um, you don't watch Indy and just see Han, and no. you don't watch Star Wars and just see Indy. Like he. They're two distinct characters, and he does yeah. a good job with yeah, them, definitely. even though they're similar. Yep. Uh, probably one of the few actors who can who has pulled that off. Mm-hmm. Two who has portrayed two are uh, unarguably iconic characters well enough to distinct the two. Sure, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't really have much else to add about about the movie itself. Nope. Beyond moving on to. The time period. All right, so let's talk about how this movie did uh, in the box office and and with critics and all that stuff. Uh, We said earlier, Temple of Doom came out in 1984. Mm -hmm. It went on to gross $179 million in the U.S. Very high at the time. Obviously, that doesn't account for inflation. It would go up quite a bit. Yeah. 
uh, since then. Worldwide, 333 million. This movie opened at number one uh, Memorial Day weekend of 1984 with 33 million dollars. Uh, I don't know. So many of these movies, I don't even know. A couple of them, I know. Yeah. Obviously, 16. number two was The Natural. Three was Breaking. Four was Romancing the Stone. Sixteen Candles. Police Academy. Firestarter. Splash. Footloose. And at number ten, Greystoke: The Legend of Tarzan. Huh. At number ten, I don't know. I know Splash, Footloose, Police Academy, and Sixteen Candles. You don't know The Natural? The Natural is no. a great movie. Oh, it's pretty good. It's it is a good movie. It's got Robert Redford in it. All right, so that's that's the box office performance of Temple of Doom. Let's talk about. Um, Let's see, what what would we rate it first? Andrew? I would give it a 70. <laughs> Out of five stars. Yeah. Uh, we're doing our thing, not the tomatoes. 48 yet. episodes. Oh. We've always done stars. <laughs> 70 stars. I'm sorry. Out of all of the ones in the game. I thought we were going to... The, the... Never mind. Okay. <laughs> How many stars would you give this movie? About two, two and a half. Okay. I, I think I settled on three. Yeah, I'd lean towards three. Cool. Three's about where I'd be. Now we can guess the Rotten Tomato score. Two and a half. <laughs> 70. I would honestly, 70. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Sorry. Um, 73. I think that, I don't know. Uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot a little higher and I'm gonna go with 80s because I like you can't go 80s no 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 okay sorry 80 I'll go 80 okay because it's not better than 80 uh Temple of Doom 85 with the 81 audience score that's That's too high I believe yeah I think 80 85 is high like again this is coming from someone who as a kid this was my favorite one having rewatched them I understand that child garrett was uh just remembering oh man this is really cool seeing that guy's heart get ripped out because i had problems uh but 85 yeah, is really bit. high 85 is very high for this okay are we done i think we're done i'm done Thanks. cool well we'll be back next week with uh indiana jones and the last crusade we're gonna have a guest on that episode Who our, is that? our first guest since like our third episode uh second second yeah Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll be back next week with a with a with a special guest who uh, you'll meet. Then that sound good? Sure. Cool. Oh man. Uh, until then, you can find us online at so many sequels dot com, Facebook dot com slash so many sequels, and on Instagram so many sequels pod. There. Um, Don't forget to vote. So, yeah, uh, vote for vote for us for best podcast at the best of Tulsa Awards. Visit thetulsavoice.com dot com slash bot <clears throat> to do that. And subscribe, like, and subscribe. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play Music. Yeah. I think that's that's all of them. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, until next time. This movie sucked. <laughs> You're getting lazy with your outros. I don't have one for this. <laughs>